0: This, this is, is Football 401K broadcasting on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, your hosts, Bo Repka and RJ Choppy. Welcome to episode 4 of the Football 401K. I'm RJ Choppy from 105 Through the Fan. He is Bo Repka of the Football Glory Hole and it is time for a little bit of gambling action. We're going to get to a big big 16 parlay. In the pizza money parlance. We have got the best bets in college football some player props uh, in the NFL. But first, Bo, let's take a look back at what happened last week in week two of the National Football League. We gave you seven teams that uh, we that, that were gonna go four and three blind. If you just bet these seven teams blind, you would historically go four and three. And I do believe we went five and two on those seven teams, correct? We did, so we beat history, even five and two. Yeah, I like it when you beat history, because that makes you <laughs> the history maker. When you beat history, you become the history maker, and I like being a history maker because heroes get remembered, but legends never die. I was told that once uh, by uh, you know, let's see, the ghost of Babe Ruth in the Sandlot, which my kid uses <laughs> a my kid used that as an actual quote in a book report on Babe Ruth, and I said, I don't think you can use that one. <laughs> he didn't say that. Technically, he didn't say it. that was in a movie. We can't go with that one. Uh, but I mean, you never yeah, know. You never, know. You never Maybe know. he didn't say it. Who knows? I don't know how accurate the records were back in 1923. The record books, you know, yeah, in terms of documenting what people actually said. If you were uh, still as you know, if you were still uh, using leeches to get sickness out of people, <laughs> uh, I'm not really going to trust what was going on back in the day. Uh, but let's just take a look back at last week. Five and two in those seven teams that we had pinpointed.
1: Yeah. The only two teams that did not cover were Atlanta and, uh, it was Jag- yeah, Jacksonville. And mm-hmm. so Chubby just started with Atlanta. Like how bad, how bad are the Falcons
0: really? Man, they're bad, dude. You know, they, uh, mm. they're so bad that, you know, look, Matt Ryan is, is no longer at the age where he can overcome bad teams. um, you know, he, he's not He's not even going to put up the numbers that he used to. Like, he used to put up fantastic numbers, even with bad teams. Yeah, it's, he's, he's old now. He's older, I should say. Uh, and, and maybe he will figure it out like Aaron Rodgers did as he got older, uh, you know, where, where he had a couple of down years. The difference is Rodgers was still winning games. Matches uh, yeah. not anymore. And, it, and it's really kind of uh, putting a stain on, the, on his entire career because people always look at the present to crap on the past.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's recency bias like anything else, right? He's like, oh, look at Matt Ryan. He he never was any good. He only had the one year they went to Super Bowl, and that's not true. The guy was, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a long time. And just like you said, it's it's not ending well for him no. in Atlanta. Maybe he gets to start somewhere else. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's talk about the five teams that did cover. So Tennessee did cover, and they won straight up. And remember, we did say that three teams would win straight up out of those seven as well. Well, this is team number one. And Chubby, my only question about that game is like, is Derek Henry going to be the next Adrian Peterson? Like this physical freak that just won't obey the rules of the 300 plus carries for so many years. And you just fall off a cliff. Like he's just, he doesn't want to follow the rules. Like this dude is a monster and he just continues to do and put up monster numbers and just bowl over people year after year.
0: Look, year after year. I mean, that's, what's going to happen. You know, every time uh, it depends on what team it is. Right. But you know, There are a lot of times where you'll get a player, a quarterback, uh, a team that has somebody's number. And then you're also going to get a team that, you know, sometimes like Atlanta for just taking Atlanta, for example. I saw that they're three and 14. Their first eight games of a year since 2019, you know, in the first eight games, they have a good second half. But some teams own some others. Some quarterbacks play well against certain defenses and some teams just can't start off hot at all.
1: That's just kind of crazy, man. That's kind of crazy. Uh, moving on to Indy. Indy did cover. They had plenty of chances to win that football game. Actually, they had two turnovers inside the five-yard line. They were stopped in fourth and goal at the one and then went somehow, got intercepted on a shovel pass. So, I, mean, I didn't even know that that was possible. I thought that was against the rules to intercept a shovel pass, honestly. I, that's why I thought it never been done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it, was, it was such a bad play. You know, and they win that game. If he doesn't do that pass, oh, yeah. they win that game because they lost by three. Uh, was it an overtime? It wasn't over. It was regulation.
1: They didn't quite go to overtime, but the Rams choked it out right there at the end. They did lose by three. So they did get the cover. Uh, and the Rams were just kind of hanging on to it. But yeah, they had two terms inside the five and they had the ball again, you know, with the chance to go down and score. Now, Wentz broke both of his ankles or whatever he did. Uh, so there was, you know, some other guy in there, Eason, and he didn't do very well. So the Rams just kind of squatted on it from there. But. They did have a legit chance to win that football game.
0: They did. They really did. The Rams should be one and one The Vikings should be 2-0. and Right? They should be 2-0. and We'll
1: we'll get to Minnesota. We will get to Minnesota. I promise you that. So, Jacksonville is the other team that did not cover. Now, they had a shot at the back door kind of early in the fourth quarter. But let's be honest, Choppy. And, again, I preface it every time saying I'm not a scout, right? But Trevor Lawrence has looked terrible. He's dead last in EPA plus CPOE, and now it's two games, right? But at this point, Chubby, I'm looking around, and like a Jalen Hurts is number nine in that stat. Now, against two games, and he won't finish top ten. But he's there right now, and he's basically a rookie. You know, as far as experience, he's been there for a year, but he's only started, what, three, four games. So if you look at playing time, and again, I'm not a scout, but I know that there wasn't a single scout on the planet Or one on TV, not the Mel Coppers or the Todd McShays, God rest his soul, whatever he's doing now. But none of them, not one, said that Trevor Lawrence or would say that Trevor Lawrence is not supremely more talented than Jalen Hurts. Like, and it's not even, they're not even the same stratosphere. And again, that's according to their opinions, not mine. I'm not educated enough on it to have an opinion like that. But I'm left with, okay. It is a greater than 0% possibility that every scout on earth and every person on TV is wrong. It could happen,
0: right? Oh, but there is zero chance. It's not greater than 0%. It's like 40% with these guys. True. Even the best quarterbacks are going to have, what, a 60% hit rate? Maybe? Maybe.
1: Maybe, right? But when I look at these two guys play, Hurt and Hertz isn't playing, like I said, he's playing decent right now. He had, didn't have such a good game last game, but I'm left choppy and I'm wondering what you think. I have to ask you, like, do you think it is a combination of Urban Meyer being so far over his skis and the personnel, weighted one more than the other versus the Eagles coaching staff who is experienced, right? At least in the NFL. And they obviously do have a better roster that Vegas told you that from the jump. So I don't, I'm just trying to put my finger like, how could Trevor Lawrence look this bad, but yet in the same league, a guy like Jalen Hurts could have some at least moderate
0: success in his first five or six starts? I don't understand it. Man, it, it's, it's a great question. Um, it's been two starts, I guess. Uh, and then, then don't forget, Jalen Hurts in his first five or six starts or whatever, it has spanned across two years. So he had an entire offseason because he didn't look very good last year. It's okay, but he looked no. great. He's yeah. looking much better this year. I I, re, I don't ever want to make a determination on a quarterback after two games or after two years. That's just not me. Uh, but it is looking, you know, after two weeks, and Trevor Lawrence has played, you know, they haven't played world beaters, Houston no. and Denver. No. So, you know, he has looked bad. I wonder how much of it is Urban Meyer is, his system is is just a collegiate system. Uh, I I don't know. I really don't know. Here's what I do know. Urban Meyer in his career has coached two games with a talent disadvantage. And these are the last two weeks. When he was at Florida, he never had a talent disadvantage. At Ohio State, he never had a talent disadvantage. At Utah, he had the number one pick in the draft at quarterback. That's
1: very true, very true. And I know he, he was, I mean, not probably not in this conference, but at Bowling Green, he went at Bowling Green. Nobody wins at Bowling Green.
0: No, nobody wins at Bowling Green. But guess what? When you're playing in the MAC or the, the WAC or some of these other conferences, you know, you're, the, the talent level is relatively similar. It, it's a lot easier to out-coach your other guy. You know, you're not playing the greatest coaches in the world. They're good coaches, but they're not like, you know, it ain't Nick Saban. Shaka Smart found this out. He went from VCU. He was dominating. And he goes to Texas. Well, in the Big 12, you've got eight coaches that are just as good as you are. So, you know, I, I, I can see a coach like Urban Meyer dominating in, at Bowling Green or doing well, and then going over to Utah and doing well in the Mountain West. Yeah. Or whatever they were at the time. That's
1: a great point. So that's kind of reminds me of like uh, – yeah, that kind of reminds me of like Matt Rule, right, at Temple – he was such a beast. He just beat them, you know, beat that yeah. conference unmercifully. He gets promoted to Baylor. All of a sudden, boom, Baylor's back on the map. But that, like you said, that's a one and a special guy that's yeah. going to ascend and not stay at those ranks. So that's a great point.
0: And, and Matt Rule's doing fantastic uh, moving on work the next, at Carolina. Oh, go ahead. And Matt Rule's doing great at Carolina. So, I mean, this is a coach yeah. that is going to be fine no matter where he goes. And Urban will probably be fine. Matt Rule did have a great year last year.
1: No, he didn't, but they did outperform or they did underperform their Pythagorean theorem. They should have won more games than what they yeah. did. So they kind of told you that they were building going into this yeah. year. So we'll see if Sam Darnold can keep up what he's been doing. That's my biggest question with that team. Uh, Green Bay is another team that did cover for us and they made it out with all their kneecaps and they won straight up. So that's team number two. They won straight up. Mm-hmm. And we said last week the downgrade from Green Bay numbers was slight, but Vegas was telling you not to sell their stock. You know, after they got boat raced by New Orleans and they even raised that spread after that happened. So Vegas was telling you, hey, Green Bay is going to be okay. Uh, the next team was the Giants. They did cover. They were one offsides penalty away from winning that game. I don't even know if the guy was offsides. You know, whatever. Uh, there's a couple of those calls this weekend. Yeah. And then the last team that did cover and did win, that was team number three that won. We told you three would win. So we had five cover and three win was Chicago. Now, the rookie came in and almost coughed up the game. And even though everybody in Chicago wants him to play over Dalton and from a fan's perspective, I get it right. I mean, rookie quarterbacks inspire hope. They, you know, Dalton doesn't inspire, inspire anything except throw the hair club for herself. That guy has that great head of hair. Man. I mean, it's fantastic. There's no debate about that. Probably best hair in the entire league. I don't, I don't know who you could say was better. How is it redder? It's getting more red. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the backdrop of the city of Chicago, everything's a little paler up there because it's cold. I don't know. I don't know. But it is. It's gotten flaming red, like a comic book character. At this one, but just the flow of that. I mean, just the faux hawk. And I mean, it's magnificent. I'm blown. away If anybody, away by the hair. if anybody, what's that?
0: I'm blown away by that hair. Just blown. Oh away. my
1: god. So I get that he doesn't inspire anything with my boy, and that everybody wants you know uh, feels to play, but. You know, he didn't look ready. He didn't look ready. Uh, He had a QBR of a four. That was the worst in the league. I mean, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He had an eight. He had an eight. He was twice as good as Fields. But yet everybody wants Fields to play. And again, I'm not a scout. And Maybe Fields will be great. I don't know. We're all going to find out together in time. But here's what I do know, Choppy. And fans get lost in this, and it's always funny to me. Like, what I do know is Matt Nagy, for whatever you want to say about him, he that dude has forgotten a, more about coaching football and offense than any of us, any of us will ever know. None of us will ever coach in the NFL. None of you sitting at home watching this will ever coach in the NFL. No. So if you think that you know, you know better than the head coach of the team of who should play quarterback, I think that's kind of foolish. I understand it. You're a fan, and you get emotional, and you just want to see the new guy. So I get it. I do get it. But all I'm saying is – I don't understand how you could legitimately think that, especially when you saw him play. And let's not forget the fans of Chicago are delusional anyway. I'm old enough to remember that after Mitchie Boy's uh, preseason game, they were calling him Ten God. That was his name. And then they mm. couldn't run that dude out of town fast enough. So fans are fickle, right? And Fields is the toast of the town right now. Well, if he keeps putting up fours, he's not going to be for long. That I can promise you.
0: Yeah, no, Chicago so to recap, is uh, yeah, okay. Chicago's not. Chicago's not the best place in the world for a uh, for somebody who is struggling. Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, et cetera. Yeah. They, will, they will let you know. They will let you know. So let's recap this up. All right. So to
1: recap, we did. We went – we told you bet these seven teams blind, go four and three historically. You would have went five and two. And if you couple that with our college free picks, you had a six and three ATS card last week, Choppy. That's 67% we handed out right here. For free on this very program, and all you had to do was watch. That's not a bad deal right there, baby. No,
0: that's free money right there. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so that's a look back at last week. We will take a look ahead at what happens this week uh, on the Football 401k, and plus we've got our best bets uh, of the weekend still to come. I'm R.J. Choppy. He is Bo Revka. This is the Football 401k. Welcome back to the Football 401K. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bo Repka. We just looked back at last week. Let's look ahead, Bo, and what we have with the week ahead. There are a lot of games in the National Football League uh, that are of interest to us in this week, is there not? Yeah,
1: there's a lot. And the reason why is because our powerings rings started out so accurate this year. Uh, usually it usually takes a couple of weeks for the data to kind of come in. This week, man, we started under fire. There's been 29 what we consider gradable games are a side that you would bet based on a delta. Twenty nine out of the first what thirty two, and we're seventeen and twelve in those twenty nine games. That's fifty eight point six percent. If you bet every single game in it, you can't make a living betting every single NFL game. So I will challenge anyone, anywhere in the world, to beat that record right there betting every game because you ain't gonna do it.
0: No, you're not. You you can't. You, you can pick every NFL game. And you will be picking against yourself at the end of the year. Like you, oh, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're just not, you, there's a reason these buildings are so big in Vegas. You can't pick against the NFL. Now, not you, you know,
1: NFL, you got to pick your spots just like in college. But the thing is it's all relative. So we do more volume in college. we are doing NFL, but that's because there's, you know, more games. That's why, mm-hmm. but we stay within a certain percentage of the games we play and the games that are played. And that's really where the sweet spot comes in of us winning money at the clip that we want to win money at. But I just wanted to throw that out there that we could have played every game and been up five units. That's pretty dang good.
0: Yeah, that's very, very good. All right, so what kind of games do we have this week in the look ahead? Uh, there's a few. So, Bills,
1: minus nine versus Washington. Uh, the computer likes Washington here. And, Choppy, what are your thoughts right now on both of these teams we have seen two games versus kind of what you expected headed into the season?
0: You know, I like Taylor Heineke. Um, uh, Washington's defense isn't as good as we thought it was, and that was predictable, because defenses regress year to year. That was just you know the regression bowl, and that's what this that's what this game is. Buffalo, Washington, <laughs> this is the regression bowl.
1: <laughs> I love it. the The Heineken Regression Bowl. I like it. Yeah. Let's face co- it,
0: Josh Allen regressing as well.
1: Oh my God! So that's that's what. This kind of has me stuck on, what, like, the computer speak Washington and uh, this reason right here. Like you said, the defense has not played lots out like it did last year. Like you said, very predictable on that. But here's the thing about Josh Allen. So, Josh Allen in 2018 was 30th in EPA plus CPOE. He was 21st in 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2020, he was third MVP level, right? Right behind Rodgers, right up there with Rodgers. But now, so far, he's 24th. Through two games. So you got to ask yourself, what is the truth about Josh Allen? Is it two years plus two games that he is a below average quarterback, in fact, a bottom third in the league quarterback? Or is it the one year of 16 games where he's an MVP? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I usually kind of find its water level somewhere in between, yeah. but if he's an average quarterback, which is kind of what that grades out to, then Buffalo is not a Super Bowl contender, no. period, because their defense stinks. They can't run the ball, and if he's not going to be Superman, if he's not going to lead them in rushing and, I mean, though 4,500 4, yards, they're I mean, they're an average football team. If you if you look now, I love their coach, and I love how they're building the roster, but they're not there yet. So, of course, uh, the computer's going to like Washington. All the they l- likes Washington. And, again, if now if if, uh, if if Allen comes out this week and is back to the MVP level and toasts this Washington defense – Okay, all bets are off because Heineken's not going to be able to sustain a a shootout with this offense, right? That's just not going to happen. They're not built for that. But if Washington come out, run the ball like they've been doing the first couple games, play, you know, get back to maybe an average defense, and maybe they get healthy because of Buffalo and how bad Josh Allen's playing. I don't know, but definitely looking at Washington on that
0: one. Okay, so Washington, and that's they're getting nine? Nine. Man, yeah, that's a high number. That's a really, really high number for me to give up. Um, on that one, any are other games do you like this week? In terms of just you know, the, you, you see some of these lines are like, ooh, these stand out. Yeah. So
1: Browns minus seven versus the Bears. This grades out as a zero delta for me, so or for us, so no play here. But it also tells me that Vegas is expecting Andy to play because this line would be likely more than like nine or ten if it was Fields. So oh,
0: wait a second, hang on. I just got this in the uh, notification box. Uh oh. Justin Fields will make his first start Monday. Sunday. Oh, wow. Sunday. What is the line? Is the line moved yet? I have not. No, this literally just came out a couple minutes okay. ago.
1: So I would be willing to uh, bet that this line moves to, like say, closer. I was just about to say, if you like Justin Fields and you think he might start, hang in there. Hang in there. Don't bet it yet. Don't bet it the seven. Let your points come in, like right, sucker them in, sucker Vegas in, you know, if you think Fields is the man. Uh, but what I was going to say, as this write-up has now become irrelevant, if you like Cleveland, you better bet it now. Well, I guess you better bet it now because uh, we just found out that Fields is going to play. This number is going to go up. You're going to have to lay more points. You don't really want to do that with the high-variance, you know, rookie, like what Fields is going to be because you honestly don't know what he is yet. Nobody knows what he is yet. It could be great. It could stink. You want to lay as little possible points to that as you can.
0: Well, let me ask so, you this let me ask yep. you this what does the number have to be for you to bet Chicago in fields mm i'd have to, I'd have to get to ten I'd have to get to ten yeah. if it
1: got to ten I'd feel pretty good because uh you know baker he's been very very efficient very very efficient this year, but he's thrown one touchdown pass in two games and this is going to be the best defense he's faced DVOA was yeah. by a mile. He's faced two of the worst defenses in the league, and he's done one touchdown. But he's, he hasn't looked bad. I'm not saying he's looked bad, but he's not been explosive. You know, they're not putting up a ton of points. And against the Chicago defense, it's been pretty good this year so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd like 10. I'd like 10 in a rookie. Maybe roll the dice there.
0: Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, let's take a look at Baltimore versus Detroit. This is an interesting one because Baltimore uh, could be 2 and 0. Very easily. They had a tough loss to the Raiders. Yeah. And then they kind of had a, uh, a lucky, I don't say a lucky win, but a comeback win against the uh, Chiefs that, if you were to run that game back, give the Chiefs the same 11-point lead more time, 99 more times, they probably win 97 of those games. Um, yeah, at least. Yeah. Detroit, meanwhile, has looked really bad at times this year. And then they've also looked like they're a semi-competent semi-comp- uh, football team. Uh, and, and I want, you know, Dan Campbell's, maybe he has stabilized things. Jared Goff looks like he's stabilized things at times. And then it started to rain. Once it started to rain, he went to crap. Cause he's yeah. got those little tiny hands. Um, <laughs> he needs to wear a glove. Oh, no, he needs, to, he needs to rock a glove. Yeah. Uh, h- how do you like this game shaking up? So the computer does like the lines here. Um, and you know, and the lines made- been upgraded at all in the system. Even though they're 0-2, they played relatively – they played a good half. They played a close game against San Fran.
1: No, because overall it just – it gets to be too much. The Like the yeah. landslide of, you know, stats against them just becomes too much. Uh, but, you know, they haven't been downgraded either, which is the biggest thing for an 0-2 team. If you're not downgraded at 0-2, that means you're probably doing some things right. And the lines are, like you said, and you're getting one point of value here from the opening line uh, – where it was a Baltimore has gone up to where it was seven and a half. Now it's eight and a half. And quite frankly, Baltimore so beat up. So, I mean, if the Lions are looking to bite their kneecaps, they're running out of kneecaps to bite, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're way down there on the depth chart. Now I know in a, in a one game situation, like what was in Kansas city, Lamar is a special enough player. He can put the whole team on his back and say, we're not going to lose tonight. Somehow, some way I'm going to find a way we're going to, I don't care if I have to run it a hundred times. We're going to go and we're going to go win this football game. But that kind of effort is not sustainable week in and week out. So you got to wonder against the Lions team, who they're clearly better than, even with all the injuries, Mm -hmm. is that same effort going to be? Is that max all out effort going to be there because they just need to win? They just need to get through the game. They don't, I mean, NFL teams don't get paid to cover, right? Be a lot easier to bet these games if they did, but they don't, right? They just get paid to win. So Is that going to take over? Now, here's what I will say about that. In a normal situation, I would say, yeah, 100%. This this is why you play Detroit, 100%. This is a different situation. This John Harbaugh cat, he's a different dude, man. This dude has won 19 straight preseason games. He does not like to lose football games in any circumstance, and he doesn't only want to win, he wants to win big. And like we told you about Army last week, Baltimore's offense is built just like a beer Triple option, option. That's literally what they do. And with that kind of offense, you can just do what you do and run up the score naturally because they can't stop you. you you're built so well. You execute so well. Nobody can stop you. And here's one, one other thing that would worry me about taking the Lions here is Lamar in his career, sorry, I should say since 2019, since he's become a full-time starter, he's had 14 games where he's been favored by eight or more. He's 9-5, and five, ATS. In those wow. games. So he, when he's supposed to win big, he does win big. And I think that's a product of his coach being a bully, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think it's a product of how that's the offense they built. Like I said, it doesn't matter. They can't really take a playoff. They can't really take a series off because the plays they call, you know, want, they, they're coming to hit you in the mouth. And that's just what right. they do. Like there is no kind of spare plays for them. Like some teams don't have, they got their A plays, their B plays. They don't have any B plays. They, they just go. Yeah.
0: So, but
1: I think Peters do like the lines, but that, that's what would
0: scare me about taking that. Welcome back to the football 401k RJ choppy from one Oh five through the fan, Bo Repka football glory hole. And let's do a little rapid fire. Look ahead at the week that we have here, 17 and 12 uh, against the spread on all the game, uh, gradable games so far this season, that's around what 57 and a half, 58%. Yep. Uh, That'll uh, that'll make you some money over the course of a season. You're not gonna you're not gonna cry over that one. That's pretty good. That is pretty dang good. Not
1: challenge anybody to uh, do better than that Great in 29 games out of 32 so far.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're doing better than that, you're one of two things. You're either lucky or lying, or both. One. Yeah, or both. Which <laughs> you know, look, I'm comfortable with lying to people. I, I I generally try to do that as much as I possibly can. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's just let's just rapid fire down these games. Uh, Buffalo, Washington. This was a nine point spread. By Buffalo, and that's already been bet down a little bit, hasn't it?
1: All the way down to seven and a half. uh, I grabbed it at nine as soon as I could. Uh, The computer's still like Washington here. And the reason why is if you look at the difference between seven and a half right now, Washington and Buffalo, preseason total, Vegas was expecting Buffalo to be four and a half wins ahead of Washington, or two and a half wins ahead of Washington, Right now, this line is telling you they're closer to four wins ahead of Washington. You're still getting value here. There's no way you could upgrade Buffalo this much or downgrade a Washington football team that much. And the biggest thing to me is Josh Allen, 2018 choppy. He was 30th in EPA plus CPOE, 21st in 2019, third in 2020 MVP level, right? He's 24th again so far this year. So are you going to believe two seasons plus two games of Josh Allen being a below average, even bottom third quarterback, or are you going to believe one season of MVP level, that's the biggest question in this one.
0: Yeah, I call this the regression bowl, both of these. This is, uh, you know, (laughs) Josh is going to regress a little bit. And we knew the Washington defense was going to regress a little bit. Defenses don't kind of stabilize themselves year to year, unless you're like, you know, one of those all-time great, tight Legion of Boom, Baltimore Ravens, you know, type defenses. So, I, uh, I, I like this. I like this pick a lot. Uh, Cleveland, Chicago. Cleveland started out with a seven. Uh, how did the line move when Justin Fields got put in, if it moved at all? Because he is now the starter. It didn't move
1: one inch, Shabby. So you're getting huge value here on Cleveland. Because this, green, this game was seven before the season kicked off. It was seven before the week kicked off and it's seven now that announcement has been made. So there was no pre-bake-in as we kind of sometimes see when Vegas kind of figures the quarterback's going to be out. None of that. So what Vegas is telling you is Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are equal to the spread. And that is not true. That's insane. There's no stats to say that that's true. There's nothing to say that's true. Justin Fields had a QPR four, four last week, uh, your boy Zach Wilson had an eight, and he threw four picks. So he was a hundred percent better than Justin Fields last year, last week. There's no way they're equal. Huge value here on the Browns now. However, if you are a Bears fan or you like the pick, you want to back this pick. Here's one thing to give you some um, positivity. I guess I would say, if you're gonna ever bet a dog, there's only two w- reasons to bet it in Vegas is because you're looking or you're looking for variance. Period. There's two big main reasons where you get variance. One is the number is off. Right, That's why you bet a dog. You believe the number to be off. Number two, the variance of the game itself. And, Choppy, there is nothing, nothing that brings higher variance in the NFL than a rookie quarterback or your boy Jameis Winston. That's about it. You never know which Jameis you get. And with a rookie quarterback, they can be great or they can be terrible. And it is a huge gap between both. So, if you like a dog, it's always because of variance. This is a high, high variance game. He could go out to be magnificent he could go out there and put up another four and they get beat by 40.
0: So yeah, that's really good. At. Really good in this one. And uh, that's interesting because, you know, rookie quarterbacks making their first start. I mean, we don't need to tell you that they don't usually fare very well in that week one, that first start they have. So Not it's usually. an interesting game. Uh Lions in Baltimore. This is uh this thing was like eight and a half. And, you know, what are the Lions? I mean, the Lions can play good for a half. They put two good halves together, and they put two crappy halves together. And I think that's why the Lions are the Lions, and they're just not a very good football team. Jared Goff is a, you know, stable quarterback, but he's not going to win you a ton of games, I don't think. I like Jared Goff most more than most people. But, you know, they're given giving, they're giving away, or they're getting more than a touchdown against a Ravens team that is, they could beat Kansas City, or they could blow a game to the Raiders. I don't know. Yeah,
1: uh, computers like this game. I like this game. I like the Lions plus the eights. Uh, You are getting at least one point of value here towards the Lions. Uh, This is a more low-variance game, right? Both uh, teams are known commodities. You know what they're going to do. You know what the Ravens want to do. And that's the only thing that gives me pause in this game. So, devil's advocate, if you look on the Ravens' side, Lamar Jackson, when he is favored by eight or more points since 2019, since he became the regular starter – he is nine and five ATS and favored by eight or more. So when he gets to be a big favorite and he's expected to win, they go win. Because mm-hmm. if Vegas is expecting to be that big a favorite, like yeah, there's no variance to what Baltimore does. Vegas knows what Baltimore does. We all know what Baltimore does. And if they said, yeah, they're going to do that and they're going to win by more than a the touchdown, they usually do more times than not. So that's what gives me pause on it. But, you know, I do like the line. There's no way you can't like the lines with the number and the value. But again, Will it be a top play? I don't know. Peter do, does like the, the Lions.
0: Have have the Lions been downgraded uh, at all? You know, Their they're like, they're, they're preseason win total was like five, and they're still on track for hitting the under. But yeah, have they no, been downgraded? They,
1: have, they haven't been downgraded. They haven't been upgraded. Like you said, they played ha- two good halves and two bad halves. In other words, they are they are who we thought they were, right? That's Going right. Going into the season. So they're, they're not a good football team. Overall, they haven't been a good football team. But they have not been like – at Atlanta level, surprise, terrible. So that's yeah. the reason why they have not been downgraded, but obviously haven't been
0: upgraded either. All right, Jags, Arizona. Jags getting, what, it's seven and a half?
1: Seven and a half. So this is a five-point line move from the original set, all downgraded on Jacksonville. Here's what I got to say about this game. Jacksonville is what is in the falling knife position. So in the world of finance and stock market, that is trying to catch a stock at it's very, very lowest. It's called trying to catch a falling knife. It's very, very hard to do and not get cut. Right. And Choppy, mm-hmm. I remember this from last year. The Cowboys were in this position. Uh, I think they were favored, or they were dogs with 13 or 15 to the Steelers when the Steelers were like 10 and yeah. 0, 9 or 10 and 0. And you text me and ask me, how, how is this the biggest dog the Cowboys have ever been? And it was like third biggest. I think they were like 18 or 19 points like in the 80s sometime or some point. Or maybe Quincy was score. I don't remember anyway. We were trying to say, Okay, is this the end of it? Is this the falling knife we can catch? we did bet the Cowboys that week and they did obviously they almost won the game and they definitely yeah. covered the, the big spread. So Jacksonville's in that position. If you try to catch them too early, you're going to get cut, you know, but if you, if you wait too much for the bounce back, you're going to lose your value too. It's a very, very tough game to bet at this point.
0: All right. Kansas city and the chargers chargers, uh, you know, looked really good against Washington looked uh, their offense was good against the Cowboys. They just didn't score points. It was what I call a fake low-scoring game, Cowboys and the Chargers. <laughs> uh, but the Chiefs just don't cover anymore.
1: Yeah, they don't cover. They're 2-11 in the last 13 ATS. It's funny you mentioned the fake low-scoring game because there was quite a handle on the over there in Vegas, and all of a sudden, they're yellow filled the field. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, you know, uh, sometimes games go a certain way for certain reasons, and that game should have been very high-scoring, like you said, but every time anybody made a play, we had some laundry on the field, so that was interesting to me. Overall, there's a little bit of value here to the Chargers. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can bet the Chiefs at this point. They're 2-11 and 11 in the last 13 against the spread. Now, they're a great football team. They've got the best player in football, and there's no doubt about that, but him by himself without, you know, a defense that could stop anybody is not good enough to cover these big numbers they keep playing, so I, it's either Chargers or pass for me.
0: Uh, how we, how we deal with this Pittsburgh Cincy game with Ben's injury?
1: Yeah, that one's a tricky one. I, I think the downgrade is proper on that. It's still got a little bit of value actually to Pittsburgh, just because since he's been upgraded so much in the public and Joe Burrow, again, he's below average if you look at advanced analytics. Like I know he, everybody since he wants to believe they wanted him to be great and he hasn't been bad, right? He's been right where a guy with less than 15 starts should be. So not dogging the kid at all, but again, it's been a little bit false upgrade on it, but. If Ben really it comes out, if TJ Watt can't go, I'm out, I'm out on this game because that dude is their pretty much their whole defense. He makes he's the motor that makes it run. If that guy's out, I'm out.
0: Uh, let's keep uh, looking at some of these look ahead games. Uh, Vegas and Miami, no Tua, no yeah. Tua for Vegas and Miami, and I have not seen a line change in this at all, which tells me. That Vegas looks at Tua and Brissett as the same.
1: Well, this one actually moved three and a half from the original number, so I think this one's one of the ones we said like earlier that was baked in. They weren't expecting Tua to play. Gotcha. It was three and a half. Okay. Now it's right. four. So it's moved another half point after confirmation. But that would mean that Tua is three and a half points better than Brissett, and that's just not true. Uh, Tua has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at all the advanced analytics. He's not even an average starter uh, for our for our ATS rankings. You know, him and Brissett are right about even in our ATS rankings. And if you think that's crazy, right now they're ranked 30th and 31st in CPOE plus EPA, and they're like hundreds of a you know point apart. So, to his, I mean, he just hasn't been that good. He hasn't been that much of a yeah. game change. Now, Jacob Bursette's not a good quarterback. Let, let's not say that no. he's great. But the downgrade here has been so severe. You're, you're getting – value on Miami, and here is a trend, probably the trend of the week here, Choppy. Since 2015, teams coming off a shutout loss, which Miami just came off of, are 25-2, and two ATS, 80% they hit against the spread the next week. That's a pretty strong trend. That's 27 games and six years worth of data, so it's it's kind of hard to buck that, and eventually you're going to get that Vegas letdown. Now it's going to be this yeah. week. Who knows, but I, I have to lean Miami here.
0: Uh, oh, OK. All right. I mean, I don't know that two is three and a half points better than air at this point. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you this, though. I am bullish on Vegas. I, yeah. I I think they are a good team, man. This is the game of the week. Rams Tampa. It's basically a pick them. Whoever yep. you think is going to win the game, bet that team. And Tampa is only a one point favorite. Yeah, one, one and a half,
1: depending on which book you look at. So this line has moved one and a half to two points to Tampa Bay uh, from the open, and I'm not sure it's justified. Right, both teams are two and O, both teams are one and one uh, against the spread. Uh, the computers are firmly on the Rams here. Uh, however, my one word of caution on this, and it's this is a good trend, probably not as good as a shutout trend, but Tom Brady in his career as an underdog or laying less than two and a half points. It's 39 and 13 ATS. That's 75% that he covers when it's basically a 50-50 game. So take it with a grain of salt for what it's worth, but I don't think Tampa Bay is going 17 and 0. And if they're going to lose a game, this is definitely one of those that is a losable
0: game for sure. And they lost last year to Jared Goff. Uh they did. Tampa did. Um and, and you know, like maybe, maybe the Rams defense was better last year. Uh, I mean, they're number
1: three or four, I think, right now in DVOA. They've, they've been really good. They, yeah. they continue to be really good.
0: They, they should have lost to Indy. You know, they should have lost that game. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, if you think the Rams are better this year, and a lot of people do, and Tampa's defense is as what it was last season, then, then this, this would be on that uh, Rams side. Uh, the, the 2-0, 0-2 team, also known as the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> uh, against the 1-1 and slash should-be-2-0 and team, Seattle, Minnesota getting a pair.
1: Yeah. So this line's moved three and a half points to Seattle, and the underlying data does not support it. Uh, Minnesota should be, you say, two and oh, they should absolutely be one and one, and not just because of the missed field goal. Uh, any square could see that. It's actually some underlying data called win share percentage. Uh, and it's, I'm going to get into the calculation. But anyway, basically, what it's saying is they should at least have one win within the two games combined. So they should be one and one. Minnesota is at home. They're desperate. They have an above average quarterback. And I don't care what you think about uh, whatever's Kirk Cousins. He's above average. He's an above average NFL quarterback, period. And Seattle is bottom third in the league in rushing DVOA defense. Minnesota wants to run the ball. They ran for 177 last week against Arizona. And that's why they look so much better. That's why they stayed in that game. That's why they should have won that game. And Arizona has the 10th best DVOA defense against the run so far, and that's with that 177 yards against them. So I see pretty big value in the Vikings right here.
0: All right. And finally, you know, the, I think the Cowboys are massively undervalued this year, uh, which is odd because the Cowboys don't usually get undervalued in Vegas. Um, but, you know, their, their, their line against Philly is between three and a half and four. Uh, that, to me, is that means they think Philly is better then the the early season or the Cowboys are not better than the early season, which I don't know how you can see this Cowboy team and thought they were the same old Cowboys. This team played the champs to within a point at the end. Uh then They had a one-point lead, I should say, and then they beat a everybody's darling Charger team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game has moved three points to Philly, and so now it's saying – Dallas, two wins better than Philly on the season. That's a whole win downgrade from the preseason projection. Dallas was over under, was nine and a half. Philly was six and a half. Now they're saying they're within two games of each other. Uh, now the computers are split on this because Philly does have some pretty good under underlying data so far through two games. However, we had San Francisco last week because we thought Philly was getting overvalued. San Francisco would go in there and cover three and a half at their second game of the road, which they did. They dominated that game uh, overall. I, I still think Philly's getting overvalued. I don't know if it's the Cowboys getting undervalued or Philly getting overvalued. I got to think it's got to be Philly getting overvalued, to be honest with you, because the Cowboys do not get, and you and I have have talked about it, and it's crazy. We talk about it off the air all the time. The Cowboys are not getting the love that they usually get in the Vegas marketplace. They're just not, and I don't know if that generation has passed there where they just don't get the overinflation. Maybe that's where we're at. It's an interesting thought going forward, but it's got to be. They're not getting, getting, I won't say they've got to be downgraded at all, But Philly is getting upgraded, and I think it's a little bit fraudulent. Cowboys minus three and a half looks tasty. If it keeps going down, you get the Cowboys minus three.
0: Man, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Okay, Uh, that is our look ahead at this week coming up in the National Football League. we got our best bets still to come. College football, pizza money parlay, and an NFL player prop. It's all coming up on the Football 401K. Welcome back to the Football 401k. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bo Repka, and we got a little best bets action in college football. We got a NFL player prop to give you as well, plus the pizza money parlay. First up, Auburn against Georgia State. Georgia State, man, that was a, uh, that was a tough game for my Tennessee volunteers a couple years ago. I <laughs> want to talk about that one. Uh, I don't see Auburn pulling the same kind of crap the Vols did, but uh, oh. let's take a look at Georgia State here in Auburn. Boys and girls, if you
1: can't tell, the love runs deep, and so does the hatred. It's you had to put, put this, this in Tennessee. there, did you? you?
0: had to put a Georgia State game in there.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we do do things on purpose. But anyway, Auburn minus 27 versus Georgia State. This line shopping should be 34, and you have to ask yourself, anytime you bet a big favorite, are they going to be motivated to cover? Right. Well, Auburn's coming off that tough loss to Penn State, so they should be looking to get healthy here. Now, there is a look-ahead factor to LSU next week. Georgia State is so bad. They lost 59-17 to 17 at UNC with the exact same spread this is this week. Obviously, they didn't cover. UNC is ranked lower in our power rankings than Auburn is by a few points, and I believe they're 23 and 24 respectively in the polls right now, so they're pretty close to each other. Extreme value here on Auburn, and I think the look ahead getting a little bit too much factored into this point. That's why I think you're getting the value here, but yeah, I think Auburn goes and covers War
0: Eagle, baby. All right. What about La Tech in North Texas? The mean green 12-point dogs to uh, La Tech. Oh, La Tech.
1: We had them on the money line last yeah. week, and we got our hearts broken on a Hail Mary. Whew. Sometimes, boys and girls, this, this is the hardest easy living you'll ever make right here is betting on mm-hmm. football, I promise you. But anyway, La Tech, minus 12 versus UNT, uh We again like we liked them last week. We had them plus the 12 versus SMU. They they obviously did cover. What we liked the win. Didn't quite do that for us. But this week is a 25 point turnaround from dog to favorite, and that's still not enough. UNT is not even in the top 120. If you even knew there was 120 teams ranked in our power rankings, and lawtech still has a hope alive for a conference title. They will put that bad loss behind them, and choppy. So will we. And of course. We have a soft spot for La Tech because they have the same mascot as uh, the football glory hall. So go Bulldogs!
0: All right, very nice, very nice, very nice. Finally, the uh, well, finally in college, the pizza money parlay: ten dollars to win four forty-four on a six-teamer. Gotta love it. Who are the teams? The Moses Malone fo 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 baby,
1: BC plus one fifteen money line Northwestern minus seven hundred money line, Arizona State minus six fifty money line. Texas Tech plus 275 money line, Tulane minus 190 money line, Ball State plus 180 money
0: line. And we do the money dance, baby. If this one hits. Man, that's big. 10 for 444, 44 and a half to one. I mean, that's just really, really good. Uh, all right. How about uh, NFL? Any player props, any regular games you want to uh, give out?
1: So this is an obscure one, but it's our favorite one of the week. It's our player prop, and my buddy James at the Football Glory Hole, he comes up with these each week, and he's pretty darn good at them. His favorite one this week is Ian Thomas, tied in for Carolina, over six and a half receiving yards. Catches, just receiving yards. Now, Houston has been torched by tight end so far, giving up 177 yards on 20 total targets in two games. Target or Thomas has four targets through two games, and he's got a career yards per catch of 8.6. That means he only needs one catch on average to hit. And Darwin has been averaging 36 and a half attempts per game. That's a lot of chances to get one ball thrown his way. So best bet, Ian Thomas, over six and a half receiving
0: yards. Gosh, I love that. Six and a half yards. (laughs) I mean, that's a gimme. It's one catch. One catch, baby. You don't need 10 for 190. It's one catch. I mean, he could have a ball that's tipped that goes right to his hands. Anything. Anything. Oh, in on this one. Okay. So Auburn minus 27, La Tech minus 12, 16 Pizza Money Parlay, 10 to win 444. B.C., Northwestern, Arizona State, Texas Tech, Tulane, Ball State, all on the money line. And then our player prop of the National Football League, some tight end named Ian Thomas, who I'm told plays for Carolina. <laughs> over 6.5 receiving yards for the game. Bo, where can we find you online and such?
1: You guys can find us at TheFootballGloryHole.com. You can find us on Twitter at FGHVegas, and you can find our podcast, The Football Glory Hole Podcast, anywhere, and I mean anywhere you find podcasts.
0: I'm R.J. Choppy. Catch me weekdays, Monday through Friday, one uh, 105 through the fan with uh, Sean Sharif and myself. Uh, it is the Sean and R.J. show, 530 to 10 a.m. Uh, also uh, on Saturday afternoons on the Odyssey app on the BetQL Uh, Radio network from 11 to 3. Uh, BetQL in the action. And then on Twitter, at RJ Choppy. For Bo, I'm RJ. It's been episode, what, number four, week three of the NFL season of the football 401k. Let's win some money. We'll talk to you next week.